The days are winding down leading up to the Super Bowl, and we're here to break down each aspect of the big game, starting with the quarterback matchup. I'm Sarah Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. We're going to talk Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo. There's probably no denying that Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback in terms of his arm. Yeah. But there's definitely different expectations on each of them leading into the game. When it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, what are you hoping to see from him out of the Super Bowl? Well, I think what we're hoping to see from him is probably have him throw the ball a little bit more, just as a casual observer of the game. Probably but not if you're the 49ers, yeah. <laughs> you're the 49ers though, I think you want to see more of what you're seeing all season long for him. Good in the clutch, good when the game is close, good when he needs to be, but not necessarily the focal point of the offense. And I think the word game manager gets thrown around a lot for different quarterbacks around the league I wouldn't call Jimmy G a game manager I would call him a system quarterback right a guy that is just a cog in their system there in San Francisco and if I was the Niners that formula seems to be working down well for them yeah. right lately especially in the NFC championship game let's keep that rolling and let's let him throw when he needs to throw but let's lean on the running game Patrick Mahomes, it's a little different. It seems like the Chiefs and their offense is kind of riding on the back of Mahomes. Yeah. And it seems like 300 yards through the air is the minimum expectation. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP. You know, yeah. that's kind of the expectation, I would say, for Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are going to win this game. You would think that he is going to come out as a Super Bowl MVP at the end of the day. I think the biggest thing for Mahomes, though, against this Niners defense is a avoiding negative plays. Right? They have a great pass rush. They're going to get into the backfield some against Mahomes. And he does have a tendency to drift back in the pocket and try to extend those plays because he knows he's got the rocket arm. So if he drifts back a couple of yards, you know, five, ten yards behind his spot where he's supposed to be, you know, Tom Brady, he, dro he drops right back to the spot, right? Three-step drop, I'm going three steps. Five, I'm going five. Patrick Mahomes is a little bit more loose with that kind of rule because he's got that rocket arm, so he can drift back a little bit more and then throw it 50 yards down the field and make up for the fact that he's drifted right. a little bit. So avoiding negative plays, avoiding sacks, obviously avoiding turnovers too. That's going to be the key for Patrick Mahomes in this game. And I think the question everyone wants to know is they are expecting this to be pretty high scoring. Yeah. Can Jimmy G pull out a win if it's a shootout? If it's a shootout, if it rides on his arm, I think that's going to be the biggest question going to this game for San Francisco. That's not the type of game that they want to play. I don't think that it's impossible for the Niners to win the game if that goes that direction, but if it becomes a track meet, not a lot of teams in the NFL, period, let alone San Francisco, right. can beat this Kansas City team in a track meet. So I really think that they're going to try to keep it you know, sort of a, a game that goes with their kind of flow, right? They yep. want the game script to fit their narrative and fit the way that they want to play the game. If it goes Kansas City's direction and Jimmy G ends up having to throw 35 times in this game, I don't think the Niners will come out on top, but I do think that Jimmy G is capable of passing more than what we've seen. Well, we're just a few days away from the big game, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. Go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome offer. There's bring the playoffs home with our exclusive offer with betonline.ag. We'll continue to preview the big game on our website at clnsmedia.com and on our YouTube channel at CLNS Media. The Super Bowl is just a few days away and we're continuing our coverage of breaking down the matchup and now we're shifting our focus to the tight ends. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. We've got George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, two dominant players at their position. Really impressive all around. Who do you think is going to have the bigger game and who do you think is the better player? Well, I think it's an interesting question of who's the better player because it's two very different styles. It's kind of the same discussion we had when Gronk would go up against Travis Kelsey, obviously not going head-to-head -head against one right. another on the field, but 
you get the point. And I think the biggest thing with Kelsey is Patriots fans don't like to give him credit at all for being any type of good blocker. I don't think Kelsey is a great blocker, but I think he's better than Patriots fans give him credit for in that regard. But as a receiver, he is probably the most complete receiver of any tight end in the league right now, and maybe any tight end ever. He really runs an expansive route tree. Bill Belichick earlier this year actually talked about this in a press conference, saying that he runs every route in the book, which is unique for a tight end because most tight ends have four or five different types of patterns that they go about running, and Kelsey can run everything. He can run it from various alignments, tight end, in line, put his hand in the ground. He can then flex outside. He can play in the slot. So he's the most complete receiving tight end that I have ever seen in the sport. Now, George Kittle, on the other hand, though, he is a lot more like Gronk, right? right. He's kind of your do-it-all tight end. He is a dominant, dominant run blocker. He's probably the best run-blocking tight end in the league since Gronk. You know, take Gronk out of the equation this decade, and George Kittle is going to be number two right there. But don't sleep on him as a receiver. Yeah. He's not the same type of receiver as Kelsey, but he's more of that physical presence, and he's fantastic after the catch, and he just runs people over in the open field and uses that power translates to him as a ball carrier as well so both really good tight ends different tight ends probably the best tight end matchup in Super Bowl history yeah. statistically though and let's throw uh, Gronk in the mix we've heard a little bit from Rob yeah. Gronkowski recently he's down in Miami around the Super Bowl buzz yeah. he talked about how he's still young he's not going to rule out a return to football but he loves where he's at right now so yeah. we're not going to talk about that but in terms of looking at Kittle and Kelsey is are either of them as complete of a player as Gronk was when you take into consideration his blocking ability his hands his ability to create separation all of that no not even close. You're not going to hold Rob Gronkowski's jock on yeah. this one. I Listen, I think the biggest thing is is that Kelsey is not that complete guy, right? He's a decent run blocker, like I said. He's not as bad as people make it out to be, but he's just far, he's a far ways away from what Gronk is. Now, Kittle is better in that regard, but I don't think that Kittle was as dominant of a matchup nightmare, and it's part of the scheme, partially the scheme of how they use the tight end in Kyle Shanahan's offense. They're not asking him to go win one-on-one -on, -one on the outside as often as they used Gronk. They are not asking him to make as many explosive plays down the field in the passing game because that's not really their system right now. But at the same time, I really think that Gronkowski is the best tight end of all time, is better than both of these guys just because of that complete aspect of his game and the ability to win route running in all levels in all different alignments on the field. Well, we're just a few days away from the big game, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. Head to betonline.ag, use our promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome offer. Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive offer with betonline.ag. For all the rest of our Patriots offseason coverage and Super Bowl preview, head to our website at clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel at CLNS Media. The countdown is on as we're just a few days away from Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to continue to preview the game from here in Foxborough. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. We've talked a lot about positional matchups. We've gone through the quarterback matchup. We've gone through the tight end matchup. Now we're going to talk about X factors. Yeah. Who can change this game for the Kansas City Chiefs? Damian Williams, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Big part of this Seattle-style coverage that San Francisco plays is that at one point in time, if you can scheme it open in a certain situation, you're going to get that running back isolated on a linebacker and man coverage. Think back to that Super Bowl 
against the Seattle Seahawks for the Patriots. Ran Shanvereen into the ground, throwing him option routes against this kind of cover three, cover three buzz type system that they run in San Francisco that emulates what they ran in Seattle. So Damian Williams, if he can catch some balls out of the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs, get him isolated on some of these linebackers and make plays. He's going to have to be an X factor of just kind of moving the chains and hitting some things underneath the defense because San Francisco is going to be loading up to stop the big plays. San Francisco's defense, obviously, a lot of buzz. Is your X factor on that side of the ball for them? Well, you know, there's a lot of different X factors you can go on this route, I think, with San Francisco. I'm actually going to go on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel, the rookie, a guy that I really liked in the draft process. Wish he was playing here in New England, to be quite honest with you. But I think the biggest thing with this San Francisco offense is they're going to have to throw the ball at some point, right? They're going to be put into a situation where they're going to have to pass the ball to keep up a little bit with Patrick Mahomes. And it's going to come down to those playmakers in the offensive side of the ball for San Francisco. And if those guys can get open and create separation and make some plays, Debo Samuel has been a big X factor for them. He's really blossomed into a very good rookie receiver. So I'm looking to see if he can make some plays for them. When it comes down to it, who do you think has the most threats, the most options uh, to plot the win in this one? Well, I think the interesting thing is, is that the Chiefs have the most conventional off offensive weapons, right? The guys that you look at, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and McCole Hardman and Sammy Watkins just go right down the line. You look at all these options that they have and you look on the other side of the ball and it's not quite the same, but I think that this is a true kind of matchup of talent on one side versus scheme and offensive system on the other side. And it's not to belittle anything that Andy Reid does because he's a hell of a coach, but the Chiefs clearly have a more talented offense on paper. If we're playing fantasy football, if we're playing Madden, mm -hmm. you're yeah. taking the Chiefs offense before you're taking San Francisco's. But San Francisco's is so well schemed and so well game planned by Kyle Shanahan that it elevates their players around them. Well, there's just a few days away until the big game, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. Head to betonline.ag. Use our promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome offer. Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive offer with betonline.ag. For all the rest of our Patriots offseason coverage and Super Bowl previews, head to our website at clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel at CLNS Media. Our Super Bowl coverage continues from up here in Foxborough as we now move to look at the coaching matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. You've mentioned before how this is Andy Reid's Super Bowl literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. He's only got uh, one shot. Well, he might have more than one shot, but this is a, as good as it's going to get for Andy Reid. So what does he have up his sleeve to really confuse this 49ers defense? Yeah, you know, it's a really fascinating coaching matchup because you have the two, I think, best offensive minds in football going head to head. And you know that they're both going to come up with some things that are unique because this is a unique game, right? This isn't a regular yeah. season game. This isn't even a conference championship game. This is the game. So for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, I'm curious to see how much – RPOs they do run in this game. Now, RPOs has come, become kind of a buzzword around the league, and it doesn't get used as much as people make it out to sound like, you know, everybody's RPO crazy right mm -hmm. now. But the one thing that the RPO does do is it messes with run fits on the defensive side of the ball because they're going to run a lot of those backside slant routes off the RPO. And the question is, is do those backers back into that passing window to play the slant, or do they come up and they play the run? It's the same as a play-action pass, really, but you have that 
the option to do both in the RPO situation. Now, the Niners are a big zone team, so they're going to have to figure out ways to fit the run against Kansas City that doesn't take those linebackers out of those throwing windows for those little slant routes or those routes over the middle off of the RPO. So I think that's going to be a really fascinating kind of schematic matchup of how do they go about fitting the run against Kansas City to be able to fit the run but also be able to protect against the pass if Patrick Mahomes does keep the ball and throw it. Kyle Shanahan on the other side might not have as many weapons to kind of use differently in this scenario, but what is he going to do to uh, scheme up a a unique game and confuse this this Chiefs defense? Well, I think that early on for Kyle Shanahan, it's going to be all about adjustments, actually, because... We're going to have to see how the Chiefs are going to play this 49ers offense. Are they going to play eight in the box and play single high, play a little bit more base defense, and try to really mitigate this running game and put the game in Jimmy G's hands? Because if that's going to be the case, then Kyle Shanahan's going to have to go into his passing playbook and not his rushing playbook like we saw in the NFC Championship game. So I think that early on it's going to be a big feeling out process, which the Super Bowl often is schematically from a coaching perspective. Usually the first half or so is both sides kind of figuring out how are we going to play each other teams from different conferences that don't usually play a ton against each other so there's definitely a little bit of a feeling out there I think for the Niners it's going to be how are the Chiefs going to make us play this game and can we just impose our will in the running game and just run the ball anyways if they put eight in the box or how can we get Jimmy G some situations where it's going to be easier for him to throw it I would expect that the Niners are going to run like they always do a healthy amount of play action they love to run play action off of that power running game off the different looks that they give you in the ground and that's what makes Jimmy G most comfortable you know if you just put him in the gun and you make him kind of scan the field like he's Tom Brady I don't know if that's really the way the Niners are going to win this football game so a little bit of misdirection a little bit of confusion there for the Chiefs defense is going to be key for San Francisco well we're just a few days away from the big game but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action head to betonline.ag use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome offer bring the playoffs home with our exclusive offer with betonline.ag. For all the rest of our Patriots offseason coverage and Super Bowl previews, head to our website at clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel at CLNS Media.